0: Little baby never listen cause I ain't your fucking fetish I'm your fucking retribution now you know I really meant it Mm Time. Good morning.
1: You are listening to the XX Files on CKUT 90.3 FM. It is 11.35 uh, a.m. here in the studio. And uh, today we have a live interview with uh, Debbie Friday. Debbie, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, amazing. Hi. (laughs) Hi. How's it going? It's good, it's good. It's super early here, so I'm a little bit like, uh, but I'm good. How are you? We're pretty good. We just came from a long meeting and we're ready to get into it. Thank you
2: so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Debbie is joining us from the West Coast today, right? Yes, I am. It's hey. early there. It is. <laughs> Thank early. you for getting up to join us. <laughs> of
3: course, of course, yeah. I usually don't wake up at this time. I'm usually, like, I'm a, a late sleeper and uh, type of night owl type of person, but
1: uh, I, can, I can wake up when I need to. I feel that. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> So if you could just start by, yeah, introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and your work. For sure.
3: Um, So yes, my name is Debbie Friday and I am a sound artist, producer and DJ. Um, Basically, I make art using sound as the main medium to tell stories. Um, I also write poetry. I do some experimental filmmaking and I also live code which is uh, using computer coding languages to make music. So shout out to Girls Who Code. Um, and I started branching out into the kind of like academic side of sound studies and sound theory as well. Um, I don't know, a massage, like <laughs> yeah. Capricorn rising.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> What's your moon? Gemini moon. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome, so uh, could you talk to us a little bit about uh, your creative process in relation to you know your academic studies or otherwise and uh, where do you find inspiration and what is your daily practice? Sure, Um, well basically my creative process is kind of,
3: it just consists of staying in a state of flow and that's also part of my daily practice. I make sure that I create every single day Um, and I like whether it's just like making music on my computer practicing an instrument or like watching a YouTube tutorial or writing down ideas that I want to work on in the future I just make sure that I'm creating something every single day I feel like that consistency just kind of um, helps me to stimulate my creative energy so it never goes stagnant I really believe that creative energy meets this kind of like everyday practice just so it becomes like second nature. Um, so now for me, like being creative is kind of just like automatic since I do it every day already. And that helps me in my work and it also helps me in other aspects of my life too. Just kind of um, when it comes to processing emotions into art or trying to articulate things that are like more abstract into more concrete concepts
2: yeah, it definitely helps me with that. Wow, amazing! That's so cool to hear. People yeah. usually just kind of treat creativity like it's like magic, you know? Like, yeah. But it is totally a discipline, and it's like, yeah, and it's a, it's really important to practice it every day. Because, yeah, I'm sure you probably don't wake up every day just like full of ideas, um, or maybe you do, but it's. Uh, I was just going to say that,
3: <laughs> or maybe you do. Yeah. <laughs> no honestly it is the discipline of every day like even with magic the way you get better at it is by doing it every day you have to practice
1: that's so true yeah that is true (laughs) so uh what has your experience been thus far um as a female identified individual working in a technical field working with technology and with music technology every day
3: Well, for me, my experience is really rooted in my identity as a black woman. So I'm a black woman everywhere I go, in every environment, in every situation, you know. So I'm used to the marginalization that comes with that, you know, being underestimated, underpaid and not taken seriously in a lot of areas. Um, and it kind of, it used to embitter me a little bit. I think it made me really angry and annoyed. Um, but I'm the kind of person where I use that energy as fuel. Um, and so it's like, okay, you think I can't do this? Watch me. <laughs> awesome. that's Kind of like my mindset. Um, and the way I see it is kind of like I want to be excellent, you know, so I want to put in that work to be excellent and if that's what I have to do, like I'm going to do it because I feel like at the end of the day that's what's going to stand, you know, is like mm-hmm. the, um, the amount of work that I put yeah. into my art and I put into whatever it is that I'm creating.
2: Wow well you are excellent and oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah and we just uh, listened to your new uh, EP bitch punk yeah. congratulations by the way um, thank
1: you thank you
2: so you um, you wrote it recorded it produced it performed it um, mm-hmm. all by yourself so can yeah. you? kind of discuss um, why you chose to take uh, this solo route and maybe kind of a little bit about your process?
3: For sure, Um, I think I chose the solo route just out of necessity. Um, I've always been a really independent type of person and when I first started writing Bitch Punk which was about nine months ago I had just moved out of Montreal and I was kind of entering this period of deep isolation. I didn't want to see anybody I didn't want to do anything I just like felt like I had to be alone. So those two things kind of happened at the same time and so I think the isolation and also working independently also went hand in hand um, just because it's like I've been DJing for what will be two years this summer, but I've only been producing for about a year now. Oh, wow. So when I started this project, I didn't feel like I had the kind of skills that would have been conducive to collaborating with other people. Like I had no idea what I was doing or even like what I wanted to do. So I felt like I had to work on that and like kind of get to know my The production side of my creativity on my own so I could figure out how I wanted to express myself in that medium and also just like take the time to improve my skills and just get to a more like workable level because I would have felt like well for me it's like as an artist I want to have something to bring to the table if I'm going to be collaborating with other people so I had to kind of like get my plate ready.
2: (laughs) Wow. So you must have learned so much in the process of making this then.
3: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I really did. I learned, I was like crawling on YouTube every day, just like watching tutorials and practicing and making, I made like, I think almost like 60 songs um, before like bitch punk started to take form. Wow.
2: Wow, that's
1: incredible. Where did you start? Like, what did you start with? How did you approach it?
3: Um, well started with, like, I had been dabbling kind of with uh, producing. Like, I remember uh, last summer I released this song called Danger right before I went on tour in Europe, and that was, like, the first time that I was like, oh, this is dope, like, I want to produce my own stuff, and, you know, I want to start getting more into music, but that song, the production... Um, Techniques that I used on that song were just really really simple and when I tried to make more songs I was having lots of difficulty because I felt like I wasn't able to express myself um, in the way I wanted to so I just started watching YouTube tutorials Um, I just started reading up on different things like I use Logic that's the program that I use to produce Um, and just kind of like brushing up on like so many different things and just trying to really like learn the technical aspects of producing and learn like okay how do I do this I want to do this like and then that and then from there it also started I also started thinking about what kind of sounds do I want to make like what kind of sounds appeals to me um
2: Oh, that's awesome. We also love logic. Yeah. (laughs) But also like that feeling of kind of dissonance between being like, I know what I want this to be like, but I don't know how to do that yet. And being like, that's where a lot of people get discouraged and just stop. So I think there's something super powerful in being like, well, I'm going to figure out how I can bridge this gap on my own. That's like very inspiring
3: definitely and it also helps in the end as well with like the kind of sound that you want to make because you might even discover that like oh maybe i actually like this or you know maybe have a different take on this sound and um you kind of expand your ideas um through your learning
2: it's like truly innovative in that way
3: Mm -hmm. definitely
2: so we love the title of your ep (laughs) bitch punk um, it sounds awesome even just to say what, uh, what does bitch punk mean to you and what was your, what was your inspiration?
3: Um, Well, to me, bitch punk is kind of the creation of a new genre. It's a whole new, like, sector of sound. And it's a sound that's defined by feminine aggression and also confrontations with sex and power. Um, It's a deeply, like, personal work, but also something I feel that resonates in the collective as well. Um, when I was creating it, I was thinking about, you know, the cult of womanhood and how it's just one of the most oppressive structures in our society, especially to women of color and to queer women and trans women and just like all marginalized women, really. We think, I feel I really feel like right now we think women in the world are free, but we're really not. We still have a long way to go when it comes to our liberation. Um, and there's a lot of ideas that are really propagated right now in our society that I think that we've kind of like dismissed as like oh they're in the past they're in the past but it's like uh, no they're very much in the present they've just taken on new forms and they've just been kind of like renormalized in this way that's so like ridiculous um, and I hate it and I'm just like sick of it um, and I kind of have a lot of understanding and compassion for women who are considered deviant because I feel like I am one of those women and I have been my whole life. And like the word bitch just has so much historical connotations around it that are race, class, defined by, you know, your geography or subjective experience. Um, And the word punk is also the same, but like, you know, it's a different context. But with that same kind of like aggression, the built in like social ostracism and all the things around politics and liberation that's in the word and also in the music. So to me, they kind of reflected each other. Um, and they're two parts of the same dynamic. And I think anyone who is female identified or, or has had similar experiences can identify with the themes of the EP and of the title. Um, yeah.
2: Totally, yeah, for sure. It's yeah, yeah, no. It's really, it's awesome that you kind of carve a place for yeah, like aggression and kind of uh, some of these like other the other side of femininity that is like a little bit less celebrated. But um, yeah,
1: and like you said, in in popular eyes, it's deviant. You know.
3: Yes, definitely. I feel like female or like feminine deviance is something that's really demonized um, in our society and I felt like you know kind of representing for women who don't feel like they fit in with the ideas of what it means to be a woman who don't fit in with ideas around you know Maybe they're just like aggressive women and there's nothing wrong with being an aggressive woman. But I feel like our society just doesn't accept aggressive women because, you know, we're supposed to be like, I don't know, like you could be soft, but you could be aggressive too, you know, But it's just like, I don't feel like there's enough nuance in the experience of what it means to be a woman in like um, our larger societal context. There's not a space for women to be different, for women to be, you know, to be big.
1: For sure. Yeah, We always get pigeonholed. hmm So with that in mind, I mean, what is your social responsibility, do you feel, as a female-identified, you know, or queer artist, either to your audience, to other artists, as uh, well as the community more so at large?
3: Yeah. Um, well, I think that kind of extends from the responsibility I have to myself first as well. Yeah. Um, which is basically to live well and to also change the world for the better. Um, and I really believe that starts from the self. Um, and that's what I want to do. Um, I want, I want to live in a world that reflects the values I have in terms of like, you know, everyone being treated with, um, respect, dignity, um, I want to live in a world where people are not uh, demonized for being human. Um, and I want to create art that is not only excellent, but also thoughtful and radical in its honesty and in my self-expression. I just want to make things that are like, true um, and authentic to me. And I feel like there is power in being me, and I intend to actualize this power. And I know that like through doing so, not only am I healing myself, for my own bloodline and um, those who have come before me, but I also feel like that's also paves the way for those who come after me. Um, and I think one of the things about being um, a female-identified queer artist, especially um, one of colour, and if you come from communities of colour as well, we're kind of part of this generation where it's like right now we are making like such monumental strides um, in history and you know that opens doorways there's going to be so many people coming after me and I want them to be able to see my work and to see the things that I've done in my life and know that you know if she can do it I could do it too. Awesome, that's, that's super
2: that's- inspirational. Totally, yeah. that's great. Um, so we um, so, so you're working independently and there's uh, something that we've noticed that uh, independent artists often face issues in terms of kind of funding public interest sustainability um, like even just or even promotion uh, like how do you personally deal with with these um, issues while working within a kind of democratized, inclusive, and socially conscious framework?
3: Um, Honestly, I am still figuring this one out. (laughs) Like, I don't really feel like I have an answer because I feel like it's really hard to be an independent artist. But I also know that it doesn't have to be hard. So I'm kind of trying to figure out the ways in which I can make it easy for myself and making it easier for myself also means that then i can pass on that um knowledge and those resources to my community so it makes it easy for others um i just i don't want this whole narrative around like the starving artist and um that whole thing i just feel like that needs to just be dead like it really needs to be dead there's no reason that artists should be starving it should be easy to do what you love and so i'm trying to find a way to make it easy for myself um, and I'll let you know once I figure it
2: out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> we're starving. We're starving. Oh, yeah.
3: um, I know. And it it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't.
2: But yeah, I mean, at least we're like creatively fed by you know the output of of other people and by making things. True. It's uh, I mean, unfortunately, like that doesn't pay. Uh, the bills or student loans or whatever but
1: but i really appreciate what you're saying about kind of paving the way to make it a little bit easier for people who are going to come after you and showing them that you know as an independent artist like you you can make it work if you just kind of Mm -hmm. put in the time and the the effort
3: yeah, and it's also about you know sustainability and how we sure. want to sustain our communities. You know, I want my communities to be sustainable. I want them to flourish and to be able to provide for themselves and to expand in a way that is you know basically just yeah sustainable. Like that's that's what I want.
2: Amazing. So, mm-hmm. what do you um, what do you have coming up in the next? few months over the summer
3: um well right now I'm kind of in the middle of like still coming out of this place of isolation and kind of like reintroducing myself to the outside world so I don't really have much to announce right now but I can say that I do have new music like more music that I'm planning to release this year um and For, like, future events and shows, you could just follow me on Instagram or Twitter, and that's where I'll be announcing it.
1: And are you fully based in Vancouver now, or are you coming back to Montreal anytime soon?
3: Um, well, I want to come back to Montreal, uh, this summer. Like, I'll always come back to visit, um, but yeah, basically I'm kind of, like, in between places right now, but yeah, I'm in Vancouver, and we'll be in Montreal this summer, though, fingers
2: crossed.
3: (laughs) yeah i really want to play a show
2: there yeah we want you to play a show here too um okay amazing so we want to have some time to play uh some of your music before the end of the show um Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you would uh, like to share with us on the radio here today
3: um, no, not that I can think of, but, uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I really like the questions that you had as well. I think it's important to, um, Talk about women making art and creating art, and um, just kind of getting their perspectives on their process, and also just on like uh, this collective space that we all inhabit. And yeah, just thanks for having me.
1: No, thank you so much for being on the show. It's this is we were thrilled to have you. So. It's
2: fascinating and inspiring to hear you talk about your work, and um, we're sure that other people are going to feel the same way. So thank you so much for getting up early to be with us yeah. today.
1: <laughs> You're very welcome. Maybe you. Can can go back to bed now yeah i probably will honestly
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome cool so um you're listening to the xx files we're gonna finish off the show by listening to some tracks on uh off of bitch punk by debbie friday who has been with us uh, for the past 26 minutes here on the xx files ckut 90.3 fm
0: Heard it pumping through your speakers, I ain't got to rebird it. I know you feel the fire, I got heat like a furnace. But if you fuck around, I might go ahead and burn ya I might hurt ya, Know I make you nervous. Disengage server, but you all up in my circuit. You talking all the shit, but say you like the way I work it. If you wanna stay observant, I can give you a sermon. I'm on your block. Picture me like Hodak, I heard you love to talk, but when I pull up, where the hell at? Oh, you don't know that I beat you like a face, honey. Pretty little Debbie, but I bet I leave that nose running. You say you got it, but you don't really get it. No, miscommunicate, and I'm aggressive with the message. No, baby, never listen, because I ain't your fucking fetish. I'm your fucking retribution. Now you know I really meant it. Mm-hmm.